You're saying, dear Lord, Mr. Kurt, how much longer are we going to talk about prayer? As long as it takes to understand how to pray properly. I'm very excited about what we're going to talk about today. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 9. When you get there, say, I got it. Matthew 6, 9. Give you a minute to get there. Again, if you're there, say, I got it. Here we go, let's read together. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if we do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We talked about forgiveness last week. And in order to be able to move on with God, we have to learn to forgive others. As hard as it may be, those people who have wounded you, those people who have hurt you, you have to forgive them so that God's forgiveness can be poured out in your life. Well, this morning I want to take you back to verse 13. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Who in this room has ever been tempted? Those of you who are not raising your hands right now, you are a liar! Everyone has been tempted. If you're alive and you're breathing, touch, pinch your neighbor, time to pinch yourself, are you alive today? You've been tempted. You're just, you're just lying, you're deceiving yourself if you're not telling the truth. But no, the biggest thing about temptation is, is to make you think that you're the only one who's dealing with the situation. The enemy, your adversary, the Bible calls him the devil, Satan, he exists, by the way. He is real. A lot of people want to say it's just evil out there. No, Satan is the essence of evil. We have evil in the world because of Satan, because he led a rebellion against God. So he's real. And you need to learn to accept that. As Jesus is real, Satan is real, but Satan is defeated. So when, when we say deliver us from the evil one, or when Jesus said, you know, uh, uh, do not lead us into temptation, the first thing that God wants us to realize is that we're all tempted. Every one of us, if we're going to wear this human flesh, is tempted and will be tempted. Temptation comes to everyone. But the lie of the enemy is to say this. You're the only one dealing with that situation. You're, you're, you're all alone. And I want you to check out a scripture. Follow me over to the book of 1 Corinthians. If you're in Matthew, turn to the right. Go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. And go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Jesus said, Lord, don't lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. When you get there, say, I got it. And we'll give a minute for the rest of you to get there. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Let's read. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such is common to man. Now, this is my translation. This is New King James translation. Who has a translation that says something different? We just read verse 13. Go ahead, Angie. That is not faced by others. Who has another translation here? Destiny, go ahead.
The temptation in your life are no different from what others experience. Go ahead. Same thing. Another translation. Anyone have another translation? Okay, in the back. Okay. The biggest lie of the enemy is that what you're facing in your own mind and with your own flesh, the, the temptation, the struggle that you have is a struggle that only you face. And the biggest lie of the enemy is that it's just you. And if he gets you isolated, if he gets you feeling like you're the only one that's going through a situation, then he's got you. But the scripture says that there's no temptation that's come against any one of us that is not common to everyone. That is not common to everyone. In fact, there's somebody who was tempted even beyond what you and I were tempted, and his name is Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted with all things, and yet he lived without sin. So the first thing that we need to see here is that everyone is tempted. Temptation comes to all. Matthew chapter 4. You guys remember the story? After Jesus is baptized, the Spirit then leads him into the wilderness. And while he's in the wilderness spending time with God, the enemy comes against him with temptation. And while he's there, he's tempted to make himself famous. He's tempted to eat bread while he's fasting. He's tempted to accept the kingdom of the earth. And the, the point that he proves is that everyone is tempted. The Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus was tempted, and yet he lived without sin. So the first point to realize is that every single one of us faces temptation. You think you're all alone in your temptation? You think you're the only one that's struggling with what you're struggling with? It's not true. So the first thing is, everyone's faced with temptation. Here's my question for you, though. The Bible says right here, let's read verse, uh, let's read verse 13 again. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it or endure it. Now let me ask you this question. Is God the one that brings the temptation into your life? How many of you say yes, God brings the temptation to make you stronger? How many of you say yes? How many of you say God does not bring temptation into your life? How many of you aren't sure? How many of you are still awake? Okay, good. We're going to look at where temptation comes from. Because sometimes we feel like God brings the temptation into our life because he wants to make us stronger. And if you read the scripture here, it almost sounds like it. Let's read it again because I want you to see this. No temptation has overcome you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with temptation will also make the way of escape. If you read that scripture, it almost sounds like God brings the temptation and then he gives you a way of escape. That is not the truth. Go to James chapter 1. Keep flipping to the right. Go to James chapter 1. If we're going to talk about temptation, the first thing we have to deal with is where does temptation come from? James chapter 1. Jesus prayed, do not lead us into temptation, Father, but deliver us from the evil one. Actually, the answer is right there where temptation comes from. Knowing where temptation comes from will help you overcome. James chapter 1 verse 12. When you get there, say, I got it. The book of James is after the book of Hebrews. James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Watch this now. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted uh, by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. 
nor does he himself tempt anyone. So when you get the thought that temptation is coming, God's bringing temptation into your life to make you stronger, and wrong. Let's keep reading. Verse 14, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Now, desire gives, uh, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. You want to know where temptation comes from? A lot of people want to blame the devil. Blame the devil. The devil's trying to trap me. The devil's trying to trick me. Well, the devil has a part in temptation. The Bible says it's when you're drawn away by your own what? We just read it. Temptation comes when what? You're drawn away by your own... Just read it if you don't know. Right here. Say it loud. You're drawn away by your own desires. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires. Let me give you the truth here. Your adversary, the devil, knows your weakness. Maybe your weakness is chocolate. Maybe your weakness is overeating. Maybe your weakness is girls. Maybe your weakness is guys. Whatever your weakness is, the enemy knows your weakness. And he is there to entice you. See, you're drawn away by your fleshly desires. Maybe, uh, maybe it's, uh, it's chocolate. And every time you see that chocolate, it speaks to you. When you're in the grocery store, the chocolate is almost literally talking to you. Anyone ever had that experience? Who here loves chocolate? That's a hard time. Or maybe it's Sour Patch Kids. Man, I do not get enough of those things. My all-time favorite candy. Sour Patch Kids are so interesting. You eat the whole bag, you can't even feel your tongue. It's just raw. You don't know, tell raw. But I don't. I never think about the pain of having a raw tongue. I always think about how so how good it is when it goes down. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Well, temptation. You know, so my desire might be, uh, you know, the sweet, uh, the Swedish fish and the uh, the sour patch kids. So when I'm when I'm walking through that aisle, you know, that is talking to me. And if I'm not exercising self control, then I can easily get sucked into purchasing that. So we're drawn away by our own desire. Now, the one who's trying to draw you is not God. We just read God's not bringing the temptation in your life. The one who's trying to draw you is the devil. He's enticing you because he knows your weakness. So the first thing we realize is everyone is tempted. The second thing we realize is that the enemy is the one who brings that temptation because he knows your weakness. So we know temptation is not coming from God. But here's the most important part. If you know temptation is common, we read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. If you know temptation is common, then you can prepare yourself to defeat and win in every situation. You're in James. Go to the book of Ephesians. Turn back to the left. Go to the book of Ephesians. I want to show you some things here in the book of Ephesians. Now, I don't want you to spill your guts and talk about the things you're tempted with because that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about each other's sins and make ourselves look like idiots. But let's talk about a few basic temptations. I would say because men, guys, we're like, um, we're visually stimulated people. You know, what we see, we like. And, and sometimes, that gets us into a lot of trouble, doesn't it? Guys know what I'm talking about. Ladies, I'm not a lady. I often struggle with what in the world does a lady struggle with. But one thing I do know, and forgive me, I got this from two women today, so it's not me saying this. One thing I do know is girls like to talk. Girls like to talk. And girls just don't like to talk about stuff. They like to talk about people. And girls talk a lot about people. And, and maybe a main temptation for a girl is trying to keep your mouth shut when you're trying to gossip and talk about somebody all the time. I feel like girls always have something to say, man. Where, where, where do you get all 
I guess the estimation is that women have like 150,000 words they use in a day, and a guy has like 75,000. So by the time you come home from school, Andrew, your mom's like, how are you? You're like, oh, good. You're, if you had a sister, she probably said, oh, the day was like this, and it was like that, it was like this. But we're just kind of wasting with words by the end of the day. Girls always have words, and that's not an offense. So guys, maybe for us, maybe a temptation for us, we're talking about preparing for temptation, but, but maybe a temptation for you, maybe in on Facebook. Maybe there's this girl at school, she's, she's pretty, you've seen her before, but all of a sudden she puts a new profile picture up. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. She got a new profile picture up. And it is not her in her pajamas, fully clothed. It is her and something that's making you look twice. You know what I'm saying? Am I, am I, am I, you know what I'm okay, don't have to raise your hand. It's all right, I'll just walk with you, okay? She's got a new profile picture. You're scrolling through friends, you're reading all these posts, and all of a sudden you see this, you, you stop, and your mouse is kind of like hovering over. You're like, ah, wanna click, don't wanna click, wanna click, don't wanna click, wanna click, don't wanna click. Just go into your mind. Wanna click, don't wanna click, wanna click, don't wanna click. Maybe if I just look, if I squint, maybe if I just look at the little picture, I won't actually think on it and see it. It's just going through a guy's mind he's looking at his profile. So that might be a temptation for, for, for guys. So there's some one basic thing that most of us guys, I can tell because you're laughing, you understand. We're visually stimulating. Girls, I am not a girl. I had to ask two women, my wife included today, what do girls deal with, you know? And, and they were talking a lot about, okay, girls deal with guys. I guess one thing a girl might do is if a guy says, hey, you look really nice today, for some reason, that's like a rabbit trail for a woman. And she begins this long story about how he thinks that she's so pretty and maybe he's the one and she's offering this romantic. Am I right? Am I, a woman gave me that. I did not come with that myself. Am I right? Is that right? So maybe that's a temptation. You know, so you meet these guys. You think every guy is the one. Ah, man, on Sunday, right? I'm married. My wife told me. She said, every guy before you, thought, I thought I was going to marry. I thought I was going to. She was like, you know. 15. We don't have time, sorry. Forget boyfriends. There we go. From the mouth of a champion today. Forget them. Forget them. But the other thing may just be talking. So we can understand temptation. Every one of us, every one of us understands. That's the point of temptation. Okay? But there are some things that we can do to overcome in that situation. I know for me, sometimes I let my mouth run. Gossip is a temptation. And you feel so hurt by somebody, you want to say something. You know, ladies, so I can, I can relate to that. Guys, we understand there's a lot of temptation out there for us. There's not a whole lot of fully clothed women, and they know that men are visually stimulated, so it makes life extremely difficult. You, we should all walk around with a seeing eye dog, and we should all walk like this. Because for guys, this is very interesting to live this life. So we can understand temptation. But the point is, it's common. Everyone is tempted. And that, that's sort of like a relief to know that we can be prepared when we start to face temptation. Are you in Ephesians chapter 6? We're going to start reading in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Time out. The biggest mistake we make when we face temptation is we try to use our willpower to overcome it. You know what I'm talking about? You will yourself not to do something. Guys, how many times has that worked when you've willed yourself not to do something? How often does it work? Doesn't usually work, does it? When you will yourself to do it. But Paul says right here in the book of Ephesians, don't try to be strong in your own will. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Let's keep reading. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There he is again. What does that word wiles mean? Who said it? I heard it. Say it. 
Schemes. That word wiles means schemes against the schemes of the devil. So recognize. Recognize. He knows your weakness. Have you ever had uh, an, an argument with somebody they worry once you're like really close friend, and so they know everything about you, and all of a sudden they turn on you, and they know how to push your buttons? Anyone ever experienced that? That's the devil. That's how he works. He knows what makes you tick, and so he is there to push your buttons. Because the devil knows if he can trip you up and make you fall, you won't fulfill your purpose. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way. Does that mean Jesus was tempted with sexual morality? You better believe it. Does that mean that Jesus was tempted with gossip? You better believe it. Does that mean that Jesus was tempted with, with unholy, unrighteous anger? You better believe it. I didn't write the book. Hebrews says it. Hebrews says that Jesus was tempted in all ways, in all points, but without sin. And the point is that if Jesus fell once, Jesus says if you have anger in your heart towards your brother, you're a murderer. Jesus says if you lusted after a woman in your heart, you're an adulterer. That's a pretty high bar. If Jesus did any one of those two things, the cross would be pointless. Because in order for Jesus to fulfill his purpose, he had to be perfect. Now, Jesus is fully God. She said, that makes it easy. No, Jesus was also fully man. And in order for Jesus to fulfill his purpose and pay the price to buy you and me back to God so we can have a relationship with him, Jesus had to go to the cross. And he had to die. And he had to defeat hell. The reason that he couldn't stay dead was because he wasn't a sinner. So he couldn't stay dead in hell because hell had no right to keep him there. And if Jesus had sinned, hell would have a right to keep him there, which means you and I would be lost forever. And the truth is, when we fall in temptation and we miss it sometimes, we not only impact our lives, but we impact the lives of other people. People that we love, people that we don't even know are impacting around us. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, that God is faithful. God is faithful. To not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. Does that mean that I can endure this? Yes. That means that the temptation you're facing, you and I can endure. And this is how we endure. Let's keep reading. Verse 12. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this present age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in that evil day. What is the evil day? Is that like some Armageddon day? No. Do you know what the evil day is? When temptation comes knocking at your door and you feel weak. When you're at home playing video games on the Sabbath and you know it's your day off. And mom and dad say, go clean up your room. And you want to be angry and you want to talk back. Temptation, hello, it's that simple. How many of us fall on those simple times? Mom and dad tell us to do something and we start talking back. We just fell. We just missed it. Because the Bible says to honor your father and mother. It was a temptation to dishonor, and we took it. So it's not just some great evil day like Armageddon. It's every time temptation comes against you, you can be able to stand if you put on the armor of God. Let's keep reading verse 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication of the Spirit. One of the things that you can begin to do, the very first two things that you can do to prepare yourself, because you know temptation is going to come. The truth is, if you really want to be honest, every single one of us will be tempted more than once before the day's out. Whether it is clicking on the internet, or whether it is fighting and arguing with mom and dad, whether it is arguing with a friend and losing our temper, whatever it might be, every one of us, before the day's out, will be tempted at least once. 
So the first thing that we as Christians need to do is we need to be prepared. No one goes into a battle without bringing all their gear. We don't send men over to Iraq and Afghanistan without sending them with gear, their guns, their automatic weapons, their bulletproof vests, their helmets. That would be stupid. So why don't we wake up in the morning and try to face our day without putting on everything that we need? The very first thing that we need to do as Christians is be prepared by reading our word. When we read the word, we get the word on the inside of us, and we're strong. The Bible says you can use the sword of the spirit to cut through all those schemes. The sword is the word. The next thing that every Christian must do is pray. We're not praying. When we read the word, we get the word inside of our heart. When we pray, we get God's heart inside of our heart. It's no wonder we don't know what God's purpose is for our life. We don't even know God because we miss him in our prayer time. And so the two staple marks of every Christian's life, it's that simple. Bible reading and prayer. Bible reading and prayer. Bible reading and prayer. It's no wonder why many of us are falling because those two areas lack in our life. It is our armor of God. Bible reading and prayer. Bible reading and prayer. And then if you've done that, when you're in the midst of temptation, when the girl walks by you, or when your friend whispers in your ear and she wants you to pass on something, she's specifically planting something so that you'll go share it with others and gossip. When that opportunity comes, what rises up on the inside of you is not your own will to do what's right, but the ability to overcome that temptation because the Word's in you and because God's heart is in you. And I know for me, a lot of times when that temptation comes, the great way, there's two things that I know what to do. Number one... If I'm feeling strong, then I will stay and pray. Father, give me your strength. Give me your strength. You said, I won't be tempted beyond what I'm able, and you'll provide the way of escape. So provide the way of escape. Those are the days that I feel strong. There are other days that I also feel so strong. And you know what I do? I run. I run like the wind. I run like there is no tomorrow. And sometimes you might be on the internet, and you, 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 know, you, you might want to click on something. The best thing to do if you can't stay strong is run. Run like the wind. Don't even sign out. Just run. I mean, run from that temptation. The girl comes to whisper in your ear, and she wants you to go. Just run. I mean, she may think you're crazy, but just run. Some days you don't have the strength to stay. God, help me endure this temptation. You're standing right there in the midst of it. You know it's a weakness. Run. Run. Some of the greatest men in the Bible, they ran. They ran. Joseph ran. Joseph was faced with temptation. Beautiful lady. Potiphar's wife says, come and lay with me. American translation, come and sleep with me. Come and, you don't have to go any further. You understand what I'm saying? She says, come and lay with me. After the third or fourth time, day after day of her tempting him, do you know what he found? She grabbed him by the coat. She's like, I'm going to make this guy be with me. He runs, and he left his coat there. He ran. And sometimes in temptation, man, after you've done all to stand, sometimes you just got to run! Run. And I think that's where we miss it sometimes. You say, I'm going to stay, and I'm going to endure this. But there are some days you're just not made to endure, and you're just made to run. And I think sometimes we get in trouble because we try to stay, and we try to show ourselves how strong we are, and we really should be booking it like a win. We really should be packing up and leaving. So those things are things that you can do in your life. Bible reading and prayer. Bible reading and prayer. And in the days that you feel like God wants you to endure because the Bible says he'll give you strength to endure and provide the way of escape, God help me endure this temptation and provide the way of escape. I talked to somebody after I shared this message first service. They came after service. They said, that just happened to me today, and I'm glad that you talked about that. I'm glad that I prayed. And today I learned I can stop in the midst of temptation and just pray. And as I did, God gave me wisdom to do what I needed to do. So God is working in our lives. He's alive. And who's well, and who wants to work in the right. You can overcome all temptation. 
you can overcome all the temptation that comes against you with God's help. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. So the things that we learned today is, number one, everyone who wears skin is tempted. Everyone. Everyone who's a human is tempted. The second thing we learned today is that God does not bring temptation into our life to make us stronger, but we're drawn away by our own desires and enticed by the devil. The third thing that we learned today is that we can be prepared before temptation ever shows up at our door. We can be prepared before temptation ever comes. And the fourth thing that we learned today is that even in the midst of temptation, God will provide a way of escape. Now, we read the book of James, and the book of James chapter 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for in the end he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. I'm here to give you some encouragement today. There are two things that happen with temptation. Every time you endure temptation and you're mighty and victorious, there is a crown that awaits you in heaven that will be given to you by Jesus. The Bible says that if you endure temptation, you'll receive the crown of life. The other thing that you can see in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14, is that God won't allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but He'll provide the way of escape. So not only is there a reward that's laid up in store for you, not just in heaven, but I'm telling you, when you don't, when you don't give it the temptation here on the earth, you get the greatest rewards. But not only is there a reward, but there is relief. There is relief, because the Bible says that God won't provide a way of escape. Let me tell you something about rewards. The whole purpose of the enemy is to stop you from fulfilling your purpose. You. He, he's not coming against God because he knows he already lost that battle. It's you. It's you he's fighting for. He's trying to get you to lose out on your purpose in this life. And the greatest way that it's happening to our generation is not only with our virginity, but with our heart. Because along with your virginity goes your heart. And the temptation for you right now in this time is to give away not just your virginity, but it is your heart. It is everything that you have. And the greatest reward is for you to be able to stand before your spouse on your wedding day and say, here, I have kept my heart for you, now you take it. The saddest part that many have to experience is to stand before their spouse on their wedding day and say, I did not keep this for you. It might be a little broken and tattered, but here it is. God doesn't want that. And the truth is, there is reward and there is relief, but there's also restoration. For anyone, God can restore any heart that has been given away. And only He can do it. Only He can do it. He is the restorer. He restores our life and redeems our life from destruction. And only He can do that. There's great earth and reward. There's nothing better than standing before your spouse and saying, I kept everything for you. Here you go. There's, there's just nothing better. That's an earthly reward. And so, I want you to stand to your feet this morning. Just kind of close your eyes. Stand to your feet where you are. <coughs> Let's just begin to talk to the Lord. Just lift your hands towards heaven. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word that's gone forth. Lord, your word has gone forth. And because of that, you've drawn us unto you. And you're drawing us unto you. Thank you, Father, that you draw us closer to you than ever before. Lord, I pray for this generation. I pray for these young men, Lord. I know that the enemy is out there trying to stop them from fulfilling their purpose and trying to stop them from experiencing your great and your best part and your purpose for their life, Father. So, Father, I pray that you would help these young men gird up their heart, put on the belt of truth, walk in love, use the shield of faith, pull out their sword and spirit, Help these young men, Father, at a time where everything is trying to steal from them what you have, they would be strong in you and you would like power. 
be strong in you and your mighty power. Father, I pray for these young ladies that in a world that is trying to take away their, their, their purity, Father, trying to destroy them, all the beautiful, uh, all the beauty that you put inside of them, the world is trying to suck that dry. Father, help them to remain, help them to just know that they're beautiful in your sight. And you saved them for a special day. And you love them. Father, if dad is not home or dad is gone, that you would just pour out your heart as a father. That these young ladies would know that they're loved by their father in heaven. And it wouldn't be some guy who comes around and says, you look great, I love you, I want to be with you. But Lord, they'd be satisfied with you. They'd be satisfied with you. Fill us all up, Father, till we overflow. Fill us all up until we overflow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. No temptation has come against us except such as common to everyone who lives. But God, you're faithful. And you will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able but with every temptation, you provide a way of escape. Thank you that a way of escape is coming to every individual in this room right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Keep your heads down. If you're, if you're a believer in the house, just continue to pray. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, just pray in the Spirit right now. Because there is a spiritual war that's waiting. Because remember, the battle is for you. Thank you. Thank you. Blessing be your holy name. Blessing be your holy name. Right now, I want to give you an opportunity as the believers in the house are playing, praying, some are praying in the Spirit. Should head bows. I want to give you an opportunity. If you never have given your heart to Jesus, and you've never surrendered to Him, so what does that mean? I mean, right now, you have never come to terms with the fact that without Christ, you're a sinner, and you need redemption. Every single one of us, without Jesus, is drowning in an ocean. But Jesus has reached out His hand. He's saying, just, just grab my hand, and I'll pull you up. That's all it means. That's the whole point of the cross. We were separated from God, but God gave us Jesus. And Jesus being nailed to the cross and going to hell brought you back so that God can have a relationship with you. And that is all he wants, is a real, lasting relationship with you. That's what it means to be born again. And that's what it means to be saved. And today, if you've never been born again, and you've never been saved, or maybe you're a backslider, and you've been running from God, and you know it's time to come home, then right now, without hesitation, just put your hand in the air. Again, the believers are praying. Others are praying in the Holy Spirit. In fact, you just raise your hand, because today, the Bible says it's your day of salvation. All you have to do is reach out. It's right there. It's right there.
I'm sorry that I gave that away. I'm sorry because I know that I hurt you. I gave my heart away. I gave everything away. Would you restore me right now?